0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by
1: Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? That's great. had a Had a nice uh, post um, New Year's Eve week so far, or I guess it was New Year's, New Year's, and New Year's Eve all happened this week. I guess so. That was yeah. It was end of
0: end of last week.
1: Yeah, we're 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 it's, it's this off. world is so different now. Like there is no more pandemic. It's great. I love being in twenty twenty one. Uh, I'm. I've been back at bars all week. I saw three movies in the theater. Oh man, Dennis, this is this has been a year I was waiting for. What three? Did you go see Wonder Woman eighty four uh, three times? Uh, I yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's and I watched uh, Tenet three times because I, I didn't I watched, understand it the first um, time.
0: I watched with my my siblings. We watched the the pitch meetings. Mm. Right? Ryan George YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has one of those already for Wonder Woman eighty four. Of course, and he's explaining that you know his producer got his uh, screenwriter guy is explaining. Spo- spo-
1: spoiler, is spoiler, like, spoiler for Wonder Woman eighty four people. Just <laughs> sorry up. that
0: ha- that happens pretty early on, but he's like, "What is 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 the." can it not do this and he's like oh no later in the movie this happens and he's like okay well then can this and this and i go i go he's gonna do the get all the way up off my back thing
2: yeah and (laughs) so he
0: goes for a while he's like is it this and then like oh and then they do this with this that doesn't uh seem okay and so and she doesn't care about this and (laughs) of course screenwriter guy goes sir i'm gonna need you to get all the way off my back about this thing (laughs) about this guy (laughs)
2: right (laughs) uh, it was <laughs> that is pretty
1: good, man. That that show is funny. The the longer I go with it, the funnier it's going to be. I uh, I am a week or so, what, two weeks or something like that, removed from watching it now, and um, I I think now I look back at it as um, it, it fits perfectly on a made for TV movie, and and it, it's okay if it sits in that yeah. spot pot, yeah. spot on my shelf. I don't know. All right, a made for TV superhero movie. You, you know what those kind of things you don't expect a whole lot. There's a whole bunch of like, you know, if we love each other, the end of the world all comes together almost like a Christmas special. It feels like a Christmas special movie, right where the yeah, the people yeah, make no kinda. sense, you just did you know suspend don't ask a lot of questions. It's all okay. I think that's
0: that, don't ask any questions don't ask it yeah it's
1: it's <laughs> oh, it's just what it is, and then the main hero is just beautiful and smiles a lot. And then th- flips her whip around. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, and then you have well, a handsome co-star that just loves right. her and she loves him. I am totally describing a, a Christmas Prince, right? And, instead of one, <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. Um, we had, as you said,
0: we're, we're on the tail end of the holidays here. Yeah. I had um, just a handful of family. Most of my family were not here. But um, enough out-of-town family that they decided... Um, on a couple of the days last week that I had to work, they decided they were going to watch Lord of the Rings.
1: Wait, what? Really? And
0: yeah. Um, you know, it's a holiday thing. Like when you're sitting around, you have a lot of time and you haven't, you know, seen something for a while, but mm-hmm. they decided mm-hmm. to watch it with my mom who has not seen it. I think we really? tried to watch it with her once, you know, 15 ish years ago. Okay. And, um,
1: some people you eventually just can't left. Watch with, Yeah.
0: Yeah, she left because she couldn't, you know, keep track of everything that was going on. She has a hard time with sure. any kind of uh, fantasy speculative. Like, she won't watch sci-fi. She won't yeah. watch fantasy or anything. She's strictly, you know, regular humans having emotional stories. <laughs>
1: well, you know, like- if if you just take a moment there and try to have, like, empathy with people that kind of have that thought, if if you have... If you honestly have no interest in or fascination with like elves, like even like an elf, right? Right. And and, and mysticalness right. of elves and and how even I say that word brings some kind of a feeling to my my thought, my brain, or whatever, right? <laughs> sure, uh, sure. And if and if you don't have any of that, like you, I just don't know any difference why that's different than anything else. It's you know whole scenes with elves, the way they talk and stuff is like completely just. I'd probably be boring. And
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm not, you know, I'm not. In- I get that, I'm right? Not, it's not my intention to be derisive. Or oh childish. no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's I mean, me helping I've understand. Said, yeah, yeah. If if you've listened to this show, you've heard me say that I often can can find more emotional resonance resonance in something that is abstract. Um, I love the idea. Um, we might talk about this later, but, um, in. In season three of of Discovery, you find out this thing about... uh, This is sort of a spoiler, so I'm going to hit the thing real quick. (laughs) Um, Saru finds out in the future that Kaminar has been introduced to the Federation. And, of course, this... If you don't know about Star Trek, I just said a bunch of nonsense words. (laughs) A bunch of nonsense words, right. The idea, like, for me, living now, and we're not going to talk about things going on, but just our world for the last 50 years. Um, imagine, you know, that all the things in Star Trek are real, that the Vulcans are real and they're out there and they, they might look at earth and go, Oh boy. Yeah. No, those guys aren't going to make it. <laughs> and if, if they do, it's going to take them another couple hundred years. Right. And then, and like, if you're the one guy who puts together the breadcrumbs in that short trek where Saru gets, gets picked up by Giorgio and um and then you know that there's so much out here but that your people are not ready for it and then you get to the future and you find out that they got there you're (laughs) like i don't know for me i find that emotionally moving sure right um but you know for somebody who can't handle the idea of aliens being real or dragons being real or magic or elves or any of those things being real your emotional resonance is much more the things like you know imagine if somebody comes back to their small town over christmas (laughs) right learns the true meaning of christmas and gets you know those things have you know i've cried many times that it's a wonderful life people are different but uh anyway anyway (laughs) going back to
1: to (laughs) lord of the the rings Rings. So so
0: they they watched that and uh uh I popped in and out because, you know, they'd they'd keep pausing it and Ugh. have to explain. like part of it was explaining and part of it was like, are you paying attention? Are you, yeah, you know, for yeah. One, my, my brother Trying Andrew to keep was in them. there? Yeah. And he's like I wanna say he's like twenty three or four now. And so he was a kid, like a little kid, yeah, when these movies came out. And so they are like more They're a bigger deal to him than maybe Star Wars is to you. Maybe not quite that much, but but up there. And so he kept like he kept turning around and looking at mom to see what she was doing. If she was on her phone, he would (laughs) look. Or you know my my nephew is a year old, and so he kept running around and you know she or my sister would be playing with the baby, and she's not seeing. Oh, I bet you that that annoyed him. That freaking Theoden (laughs) and the Rohirrim have just showed up on the top of the hill, and I'm like anybody seeing this you're missing this is the best part <laughs> in the last 12 hours this is the greatest thing and right. you're not even looking right um and then when it and happens so that
1: was, when it happens after as they're going down the hill when somebody asks hey has anybody got left a little bit left of that thing from dinner you know and you're like right. what right. how could you be talking is, about right
0: is, is that wine in the, in the thing right and right. it's the whole thing about you know where where you watch movies but you know the flip side of that is that mom would not sit through that trilogy in a theater yeah, in a sure, captive sure, situation yeah. like it has to be paused and explained the the plus side of this story is that when we got to the end and you know they they go up the hill and Gollum shows back up this is spoilers for lord of the rings <laughs> if you've seen it, a 20 year old movie yeah. um and they go through the whole thing and you know aragorn bows to them and you know i'm in the back like wiping tears out of my eyes and, <laughs> Uh, you know, she got to the end and was like, okay, it was worth it. They're like, wasn't it worth it? She's like, yeah, it was good. I'm sure, you know, I couldn't see cause she was sitting in front of me facing forward, but like all the stuff with Sam and Rosie and all that, I'm sure was emotionally, you know, resonant for her.
1: Yeah. And
0: Jeez. so that was, uh, just, uh, I, it's, it's weird.
1: You're just talking about like kind of, uh, 20 of, years, yeah. like, Vigo Mortensen who plays Aragorn is 62 mm-hmm. years old now. Like, wow. I know that that's, that's makes me feel. T- and one of, it doesn't make me feel old. It, I have a hard time feeling old, but mm-hmm. I, w- you think of someone like that as an old man, time is weird, right? Cause it's, it's still, a, it's still something that I watch. Uh, that's one of the problems I have though with myself is that I, I do watch movies multiple times uh, throughout time. I'll watch them again and again. Um, so every once in a while when I'll see a character uh, in real, you know, today, and they've been on a show that I've been watching for 10 years and I watch it, you know, twice a year, they don't age. They're the same character and they're just right. resonant to right. me. And then all of a sudden you see them and you're like, what, what happened? Did they get a disease and they got, they changed, you know, <laughs> and, and you realize, so when you see like Viggo Mortensen, 62, and you see pictures like, oh my God, he's, he's an old man. That that's, doesn't make any sense. He's still everywhere. And it's, you know what? That is supported by fact that I watched Jean-Luc Picard over 25 years, and then I watched him 25 years later, and he looked exactly the same. Right. So yeah, there's
0: people, particularly men, I think sometimes have a plateau of visible aging. Yeah. Right? Like there's still, I'm sure, I mean, Patrick Stewart went bald when he was like 19, but right. I'm sure there was a difference between 20-year-old Patrick Stewart and 30-year-old Patrick Stewart. But from, like, however old he was when Star Trek started, which I, I think had to have been, at least, like, late 30s, early 40s? Yeah. You know, for, like, the next 20 years, you could probably look at, you know, Season 1, Star Trek Next Generation, and, like, the movies and tell. But, you know... From year to year, definitely not at all, right, and even from like a five year span
1: i i you know like with those those guys it's it's so weird that they're that they're older, and you know i is it's just mm-hmm. it's just, it, that movie just does not t- seem so long ago, but I know how long it goes you know it's two decades are right. a long long time, and uh that and we watch this we talked. you can go back in our our show and we'll re watch this one in our our poster challenge. Um, we, we both agreed that it, it holds up a hundred percent. I mean, it, it's still fantastic in everything today, 20 years yeah. later. And I don't see that Some, changing, you know,
0: somebody said something, something, somebody said something about the CGI not being great or not being perfect. Yeah. And Andrew got visibly upset. He was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with any of this CGI. It's amazing. <laughs> the, the,
1: there are some scenes, sure, but they're, they're very, very few are and far
0: between. Times where you can tell, you know, you're like, "That's one of the Hobbit body doubles." That's not, yeah, you know, sure, that actor or.
1: Um, but but whatever. it is but considerably you know, less often, right?
0: Yeah, than than anybody would expect. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we did that, and then. Uh, and then they decided to start her watching The Office, which she'd never seen.
1: Oh, um, okay. That wow. And that, that's that's a hard to sell. I wonder what. Yeah, she thought. it's
0: it was a sort of ease in because they've been watching Parks and Rec, which she also did not watch while it was airing. But after it was over, we sort of eased into starting like halfway through season two, about the time Rob Lowe and uh, Adam Scott show up mm-hmm. in Parks and Rec, and so we're like. One night looking for something to watch, and um, my siblings and I have varying levels of uh, of, of um, affection for the office. I'm pretty high on the list, and uh, mm-hmm. my brother David is a little bit higher than I am. But, um, you know, I was like, well, pick what's your what's your favorite episode? You know, we'll start there. And I'm like, man, this is not. You can't do
1: that. You cannot do that. It's
0: not like Parks and Rec. Like, I can pick an episode of Parks and Rec even to someone who's never seen it. Right. And they can figure it out. Right. Right. But I'm like, I can't, I don't even know how, you know, you kind of have to start. And I was like, well, what if we start here? And my sister who lives up in Michigan was like, no, you, you can't, you have to start at the beginning. And we're all like, oh, the first season is so rough. It's so awkward and cringy. It's like, you know, they're doing the original British show, but like americans doing british comedy and it's a lot there are a lot of funny moments but so much of it is so uncomfortable and i'm like this is the exact kind of stuff that mom isn't gonna want to watch all right yeah Um, for sure but they did it anyway because you really can't appreciate the jim and pam relationship until you unless you see those first six episodes like that's that's the the you know the origin of that storytelling and so you see like them have this little bit of just really subtle not even flirty kind of thing woven throughout the mm-hmm. ridiculous stuff that Steve Carell and Rain Wilson are doing and so you have to go through that and there were moments in the the episodes of season 1 where you know she laughed at some of the jokes I'm like okay this is working it's 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 a challenge but you know she got the the Parks and Rec ease into it which is you know they're the same creators but parks and rec was made later and it doesn't have nearly the level of um you know people say cringiness or Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um,
1: for sure the,
0: the the characters in parks and rec are very like they become real but they're early on especially they're they're cartoony in just funny ways um where the characters in Parks and Rec or the characters in the office rather are most of the time real in the worst possible way. Yeah. Right. Right. Like just the like if you can imagine your boss doing the worst possible thing that he could do at any moment, that's what season one Michael Scott
1: does. For sure. And they were trying we talked about this before, like trying to emulate the the British office type thing. And then they Right. Right. When they, when they got better in my opinion is when they started doing their own thing
0: yeah i mean it it starts with season two like in between season one and two steve carell did um a movie i think 40 year old 40 year old virgin or something and had like gotten really good shape and his his hair looks good and it's just like he's still michael scott but he's a really a different michael scott from season one
1: yeah, I. It's it's funny that we talk about this because um, last late last year, I mean Sydney is always uh, my daughter. Sydney has always um, low key liked the office, or re- I should say, respected the office, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but only casually seen things here and there when I'd watch them. Uh, but I, I kind of would sit down with dinner, and that's that's one of our times when we definitely watch shows together. Uh, and I and I yeah. started putting it on. Right. And I started putting it on like one after the other intentionally, like in a row. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would get into it. And she so she started kind of watching it. And then I would skip ahead because I know that, you know, you don't need to watch everyone. But just exactly for what you just re- repeating what you said, it's important to watch the Jim and Pam episodes, because if anything carries through, that's one. That's one of the most important things. Everything else is just which joke yeah, is in which the- thing.
0: For the first, like, three or four seasons. Right. Like, that's the whole thing you're watching.
1: for, Right. Um, and that is also the biggest thing that she is, you know, kind of gravitates towards. I mean, it's, course, it's a great show. Course. It's funny. It's wonderful. But as soon as a Jim and Pam thing happens, you immediately hear the voice that you didn't hear at all night long. All of a sudden you hear, aww, from Sydney. Right? Like, <laughs> like that, that. that's the thing. Like, okay, she's paying attention, mm-hmm. but nothing moved her to have a visible sound until that happened. Uh, so you can tell that, that she's involved in that. So I got those a couple times, and she was really like, as I want to say season one got near the end, or season two was happening, um, it gets, re- it starts really ramping it up a lot. And she got really like, oh, we're like, oh, this is so great. She can't wait. And then she even kind of said, like, you know, they need to get together. She starts talking about them, right? So I'm like, oh, great. I've, I think I've got her hooked now, and we can start, like, watching it. <laughs> and then sure enough, Netflix is done with it because uh, Peacock now owns it. Um, Right, and and I I, and I refuse to buy Peacock just for for the Office that I've had forever. Um, Right, but uh, to that point, like man, that new network is just has nothing that they sell more than just the Office. Right, it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, so hilarious.
0: You can you can see this online. My, you know, Sid is a good example. You showed it to her. My youngest sister is twenty one, and we had her watch it like two three years ago. We're like. Okay, you're 18, whatever, like you're old enough to watch this. It's not, yeah. you know, um, whatever. Um and yeah, it being on Netflix gave this show a whole second wave of fans who were too young to watch it when it was on the air. For sure. Um, for sure. And it's and it's that relationship. Like for me, it was a combination of the relationship and also this office kind of workplace i had not i mean i've never worked in an office like that but i've worked you know in professional environments in schools and i worked in an office fairly like during the time that show was on for a little while um you know in the movie office space and so there's there's some of that affinity for me but the especially for first-time viewers that jim and pam relationship is the whole thing yeah. you know for me i've seen it enough that i know where that story goes and i'm like okay yeah it's it's cute it's kind of sweet like i don't you know i don't really anymore care for their their characters after they get together they become i mean they're they're fine and i'm happy for them you know as people that they're fictional so it's you know <laughs> that deal with me but they right be- become less endearing when you're not when they're not underdogs, you're rooting for. Like, okay, now they're together and they're happy. And when they're mean to Dwight or the other kind of stuff, I'm like, uh, okay, this is not it's not entertaining the way that it was before. Like, right. whatever kind of thing. But, you know, that's what happens when you watch a show over and over and over Over and over again.
1: They get a little uh, more. uh, She, I I would like for her to watch more, but it's just more of a, a reason for me to start considering buying the the seasons, you know, mm, like a a more mm. permanent thing. Look, start looking at flea markets and, and, uh, uh, yard sales when we can have those again. And yeah, um, the
0: DVDs have a lot of like uh, deleted scenes and, um, other kind of bonus materials, commentary and stuff that is, that's cool. If you're into that kind of stuff, I am. So,
1: yeah i mean and, and some of it's cool the uh that, that that peacock is if you ever go to the peacock thing with its nbc's streaming network it's 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 just comical how much they push the office as as its flagship thing yeah which, it, that's which a, is funny that's a because new, it's, it's funny. a new
0: it's it's nbc's streaming service because yeah. that logo is the is peacock thing and they are 100 percent aware of what they have and what Uh, I mean, Netflix released numbers that The Office was something like 3% of all of their viewing, which seems like a small number until you consider just how much is on Netflix, right? All their original materials. uh, For a while, they had friends. And Peacock also has friends, but The Office is in this renaissance, and it's off of Netflix now. So they're like, hey, guys. Hey, The the Office. The Office is over here. Which is is funny (laughs) because—
1: It, it was fine on Netflix, but it wasn't like net, at all, even close to like a centerpiece for Netflix in any way. It's like Netflix they... Netflix didn't push it. It was at just... At all. It was nice. Thing, it was one of the nice things they had.
0: The place everybody watched it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, but it's not, again, it wasn't like Netflix was saying, this is something that people come to us to watch for. It, so it's, it's, this network has this thing that sure, it's good, but is literally another streaming network's... Like C lister product, right? N- not right. saying that it's C list quality. I'm just saying that they have like Netflix has so many things that are also kind of top yeah, tier. I'm I'm sure
0: that initially when when you know Netflix when C- when NBC uh, sold them the rights to stream it, it was just it was probably part of a bundle with everything else, and right. then over time it picked up in popularity and probably became you know, if they ever had to renegotiate that deal, I'm sure NBC tried to get more more money out of them for it. But I'm sure at some point, just like the stuff with Disney, just like everybody else, they're like, you know, well we're getting this much from Netflix, but if we had our own thing, we could be making all the profit.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And then and then have some of the revenue that they're probably losing from dwindling uh ad, ad revenue from cable and um uh, broadcast right as more and more people are streaming the traditional networks are losing that um, that revenue stream so it makes sense from a business perspective it's just kind of a bummer for the end user to have
1: to subscribe to a bunch of different things yeah i mean i i we, we've talked about this a little bit before um well i think i do believe we are still at the point where getting several streaming services still considerably more affordable and better it's still better than, than cable, cable. Yeah, right for sure for uh, but but, but if you are one of those people that subscribe to every streaming service, you're getting close right like <laughs> if you if you have or i guess the top ones would be hulu peacock c b s netflix disney plus that's five that's so it's about fifty bucks. I remember when i quit when I quit cable, I was at like seventy ish i think I saved from dropping it mm. um so that that's getting close, and that being said. It is – I just recently for two hours uh, got Hulu live for the New Year's Eve drop. So this is my oh. little experience with that, ball drop. Because I had, you know, uh, Shelly and Lola and Sydney, we were all sitting there and mm-hmm. we were wanting to watch the ball drop. So to watch it live, I just realized you've got to have a live thing and nobody wants to you, to do it for you free.
0: See that, you got to see that ghost, ghost town
1: uh, Times Square. It's weird. It's weird. It's all weird. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird thing. Um. So we – and yeah. You mean the ghost town – uh planet fitness building that exterior out, 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 ex- <laughs> thing
0: i i was in the other room playing a game while that so was weird. On. i didn't actually so weird. watch it
1: uh so we 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 got i got it just for the trial right the hulu live um and
0: it's it's expensive hulu live.
1: oh 65 dollars I, I got i got it for a trial so it was like the next day cancel that thing um yeah. but i got it we
0: did that for um when they did the parks and rec uh, reunion.
1: Oh yeah, this year. sure. uh So we, you know, you watch it and I watched. So I watched it for about an hour or two, and I had forgotten. You forget. You remember it the being ads. ads not being great, but man, do you forget how bad it is? Like,
0: are they still doing the ads in the time of COVID? Yes, or is or is that toned down? Because obviously, when the Parks and Rec reunion, maybe not obviously, but they did a remote like everybody called in yeah character yeah yeah. uh kind of thing um and it was deep in the in the heart of like june or something of of the lockdown and um every every ad or at least every other ad was like you know you know some hospital or something in these troubling times we, you know, yeah, no, they, for no you I and, don't. I
1: don't remember like, them doing a oh, yeah. lot of that. No, please. It, it, but but it was still the uh, like repeated same ads, Right. sure, because sure. Ty- type thing over and over again. Um, yeah, it it, it was just it just super annoying. It's the uh, repeated thing it shows that because I I was while because we had it like through about four hours before the ball dropped, so not everyone was watching. It. And I started to flip through. I'm like, I want to see what else is on here. And I started realizing all of the things like. It, just like, I'm not repeating things we haven't said for 40 years, uh, there's nothing to watch. There's like 100 channels, and there's just <laughs> nothing that's interesting at all. And I guarantee you, I can pick up any streaming service now and at least find something. Find something. All right? Yeah. Even if it's a repeat of something that I, want, I already watched, it's the same thing here. The At, at best on live TV, you will, you will find a rerun that you would watch. At best. You know? Mm. Um, but as it was on new year's, there was just absolutely nothing. And when you would watch something that I flipped to a station that might have something remotely interesting, it's on a commercial. Right. And I'm like, and then you get 10 minutes and then you're like to another commercial that's like four minutes long. And it's just, it's asinine is the word to say. And it was like, this is, this is a horrible hell life to live in and to pay. And then, then, then you, on the other hand, you think they want $65 for this right to, I, you know,
0: to to have access to a bunch of channels that are full of advertising.
1: Yeah, so so when I think about paying for a streaming thing for $8 like Disney Plus or $10 or $12, man, I, that is so reasonable compared to someone asking 65 for garbage. Quite
0: quite a different value proposition. The only the the thing that sort of spoils it is that we've had the one service, Netflix was the king for yeah, um, like 10 years yeah. and had, it didn't have everything. Right. Yeah. Like it's gotten a lot better in the last like five years. Yeah. You know it for a long time and still probably is if you're looking for a specific movie. Yeah. You're like, Oh no, like ghostbusters two is on there, but not, not ghostbusters.
1: 1. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, I think that, um, they are nowadays I am having to use just watch com a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, than than I ever kind of has have because Netflix isn't the go to anymore. It's not one of those like first look at Netflix and there's a great chance you're going to have it there and right. then you can look elsewhere else. Now it's like there's a really good chance it's probably not on Netflix anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And and they they keep they have lost a whole lot of things that they used to that they used to have um, as normals because they're going to those as we said before sub channels those rights are re- reverting back um, and they're starting to lose a lot of that stuff. Uh, that I think the the big <laughs> it's gonna sound stupid, but the biggest thing for me when they, that they would lose would have to be um, the next generation stuff. I think that they they that's something that is a regular well, reason to pull up Netflix. For and me. that's I feel like that's fairly recent.
0: For a while, it was only on Amazon Prime, and I think it still is
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, all the all the Star Trek shows.
1: Right. So yeah, I mean there's there there's I I don't mind. I my current subscription is. Occasionally, CBS um, to pay them for for Discovery or whatever. Yeah, Star Trek CBS thing.
0: now for um, for Discovery and and the stand
1: and the stand. Um, then, uh, but then they're one of the ones that I get rid of when I'm not watching that. Uh, that I is not a, that for... is not a note to CBS to start putting those on op- opposing time slots. <laughs> opposing uh, time slots. Yeah. I
0: need to I need to cancel my HBO because I signed up for that so we could watch Wonder Woman. Which right right was a good idea.
1: Yeah. I, I am glad to not watch that or didn't pay for that. Um, I, I am getting Netflix the and I have Disney plus, but I have Disney plus at that, that was like $5 a month because I bought it for a year or something like that.
0: Yeah. We re-upped uh, Disney plus to watch um, soul.
1: Yeah. Right. So,
0: and now we're watching the Mandalorian uh, oh, and Mandalorian, obviously.
1: All right. Right. Yeah. And we hey, got the,
0: the bonus features of that to still watch.
1: It's a, uh, so of those three, and I have, everyone has Amazon because they have Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It, it feels like almost a monopoly. The fact that it's like, I, and everyone has bread. We all have bread because we have to have bread and water. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, and that's the state of our world. So uh, uh, Amazon. So with between Amazon, uh, I actually have Hulu now. Now that Shelly and I are, are engaged, we have, she has it and I use her Hulu. Um, sure, sure. I honestly now that I have it I don't actually use Hulu very much. I found uh it's just an extra one that I don't necessarily need. It's, it's only it's weird they don't think they have a whole lot of exclusives that I that I find.
2: The thing um,
0: I think the thing that's kept Hulu going for a lot because their service, I don't know. I mean, I haven't used it except that live. Weren't thing they in years weren't they
1: NBC and now they're more Disney or Fox? They were Fox. they were NBC stuff before.
0: I think for a while it was NBC stuff, but I think for yeah, I think they've often had a lot of Fox shows. I've I've never been able to really handle the all of the ads. Like even mm-hmm. eventually, mm-hmm. they got to the point where you could pay enough to not get ads, but yeah. like you still would sometimes get ads. I don't know. Um, the one like, Shelley has
1: no ads, so that's the only reason I would watch it.
0: Yeah, the thing that they do that um, you know a lot of others didn't before when it was just netflix and you had you know netflix never had brand new stuff unless it was theirs and so if you wanted to watch a show a tv show as it was airing like community was on there and some of the other uh sitcoms and things um you had to watch them on hulu unless you yeah. saw them on tv normally
1: yeah I, I i remember when they launched they were uh a collaboration between uh, NBC and, and Fox. That was where they big things. So like, you know, mm-hmm. family guy and then Seinfeld. And, right. Right. Um, you know, and, and those things and, and the office. Um, so they, it, it's, it's kind of all came back full circle. And I don't, I don't, I didn't, don't follow the company history, but obviously they uh, degenerated down to less NBC, more Fox, and then Disney bought Fox and just Hulu has had no real clear, like mission. I guess their interface is still Mm. fine and pretty good and works out very well. So, uh, but it's, yeah, it's okay. Um, so they have, those are ones. So I have, I actually have like four, one of them. I I don't pay for It's Shelly does. Um, so I pay for, I guess three. Um, and I'm happy with that. I, I, I rarely ever find something that I want and I can't get. Mm. Right. And, and then, that one time that I can't get that one weird show that I want to watch, uh, is the rarity as as opposed to the dichotomy opposite of that. When you watch on cable where you would get, you know, occasionally you find the one show on cable that that you actually want to watch.
0: watch. If you haven't like scheduled your whole day around
1: watching Watching. the show. All right. So it's, it's a cool thing to kind of look back on that. And, um, uh, historically, that that our generation has that privilege. I think our generation, I would, I'm not sure you gen, I'm Gen X, that kind of or that we're close, um, mm-hmm. that kind of uh, perspective in history. It's very, I think it's a very cool privileged Generation to have that come from no internet to f- what we have today, come from, uh, be you able know, to no appreciate it. You mean, yeah, yeah, to to, to, yeah. to see to see the world with full cable or actually with almost no cable with just three channels basic t- you know tv to come to what we have now it's it's such a cool perspective that i get to live through this thing i'm i really i've said it since i was a kid i i really do love living in the future it's every day is the future and it's super cool um
2: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah i can complain and moan about Oh, peacocks doing whatever, but it's not really even a complaint and moan. It's just <laughs> it's so it's complaining about having happiness a lot of times for things. So mm. I'm I'm very fortunate uh, with that kind of a thing. Oh, we we've gone on for a long while about you know random things, random random things, mostly streaming
0: <laughs> services. Um, speaking of streaming things, do you want to talk briefly about um, The Stand?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so we'll cu- we'll we'll do spoiler bail here, but. Uh, because it is, there is so far, what we're going to spoiler and talk about, if you're thinking about it, is there's nothing different between the book and the, t- or sorry, the TV series that came before this at this point. There's no, like, structural changes. So if you've watched no, those before, we're not we're not going to spoil anything yeah, different if, than that.
0: If you are, if you're unfamiliar with the story of The Stand, either through the, previous mini series or the book itself, um, we're gonna talk about the series a little bit. So I'm gonna hit the bell.
1: So yeah, yeah. it's there, there there's there's nothing to spoil here. It's more <laughs> it is right, there's this is facts. Yeah, nothing, nothing's
0: different. We're we're three episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um
1: I like this third episode better than the second. Not, I mean there's only three so it's hard to judge Yeah,
0: it's, it's kinda hard to judge. My my brother, Andrew, watched them because the house was sort of empty earlier. So he uh, saw that I had subscribed back up to uh, CBS and was watching it. And he said he liked each episode less as it went on. He liked the beginning, but the actually, I actually,
1: I actually heard – I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, I mean, you know, that's a, that's with a lot of shows, too, though. You know, they they put a lot of effort in there first to, to get the viewers. True, true. I mean, it's it's hard to – and not understand that, but yeah, yeah, I I I, I liked this third one better than the second one, simply because the second one we we talked as we talked about last week, uh, you know, focused on uh you know a lot of the backstory for the characters, which is fine, but it, it, my my idea of moving things forward, meaning like current day times, what what's going to happen, I, unfortunately, I actually know what's going to happen or doesn't happen, but still, that's that's the to me seems to be the main storyline of current day going forward, unexplored unknowns. Um, and I want to know unknowns. I love backstory, but I kind of want to know unknowns. And then in, in the third episode, we got, I think I felt we got more current, current time, time stuff. We're
0: right? getting the last, I think maybe the last or close to the last few characters. Yeah. Well, there are a couple of the, uh, I guess this is a spoiler too, but if you're in here, you know the story already. A couple of yeah. the bad, the bad side characters are, are still to be introduced i think but yeah. we got uh nick andros in this episode and uh and tom cullen
1: yeah which, which are, are big characters i think i mean i, I remember yeah. them being they're they're the and, ones and them in the trash uh, can uh, being uh, the glenn
0: the old um yeah uh, who's that actor uh C- greg kinnear
1: greg kinnear right
0: um yeah so those yeah. are the last like, two of the the last on the council, the council of five. Um, and so we've got just about everybody so far.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I, I enjoy Nick. I like, I like the actor. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the character. Um, I, I like M O O N guy. I always have since I was young and watched it. That's and Tom,
0: Tom Collin. He, he was, Cullen. he was interesting. I said this off the air, but I listened to this on the audiobook and I don't remember his character being that old. Like I think in my mind Mm -hmm. he was like a, you know, teenager, maybe in his early twenties, but um, he's a little older and well portrayed. I don't know the actor who's, who's playing him, but really, I mean, he's saying all the same lines exactly as they're written. Not not exactly, but using the same patterns of speech as in the book that are written in the book. Um, And it all feels, you know, it feels, it feels real. I've not interacted with a ton of, um, uh, you know, special needs or, or developmentally disabled people, but, yeah. uh, you know, it matches how the book was written. So, yeah. And, and,
1: and it, it, right. I, I, he does totally feel genuine and, and, and good. And, uh, it's been a long time since I saw the original one, but I kind of felt that way with the, the, this the original mini series as well. Um, enamored with him, the heart and soul, as the guy say, and I watched some, some behind the scenes with this current actor guy talking about it being that, and I agree. He's kind of very much very heart of the, the movie or the show. And um, this guy was good. They didn't have a whole lot of episodes with or a lot of time, screen time with him. You know, but he's what it, introduced it, toward the end. You're right. Yeah, and, but what they did, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, same thing with Nick. Like Nick's really good. Um, The actor with Nick, with this one, has done a, I think a pretty v- good visceral job of playing deaf. I it's. It's weird for me to say, but you know, when you, anytime, when you, when you just discuss or try to empathize with anyone who doesn't have a sensory or ability or some kind of a different difference than you, sometimes it can be different. This whole episode, I, every time Nick was walking around or talking or or not talking, but like, you know, saying emoting or Mm -hmm. doing things, Mm -hmm. um, I honest to goodness, like felt I was empathizing with, I kept, I, I kept feeling him right like yeah
0: it's it's tricky it's kind of like the yennefer character in um in the witcher mm-hmm. but because the character talks in his dreams they don't have a death like i know yeah. just one that i can think of an actress whose name i'm not going to remember Shoshana from west wing something. i don't know but she was in jericho and weeds
1: okay, okay. Um, there's a girl from west wing i thought was fantastic
0: it could be could be the same could actress some, i can't but, yeah. imagine there are too many sure. um um deaf right actresses uh but she you know she's actually deaf so when she's playing a deaf character it's you know it's obviously believable because it's real it's like um uh the actress in in Deadwood um who plays Jewel Oh
1: yeah right she's fantastic
0: similar kind of thing and it's great when um you know people who are outside of kind of traditional norms can
1: well well something that's a that's a really good that's a really good thing that you bring her up i think in deadwood uh they they with the scenes with her it was had all the the hearing people this is an example i i just expressed my love for i wish i could remember her name who was the was the character's name in deadwood do you remember
0: Uh, jewel is the character's name. jewel jewel yeah so it might also be the actress's first name that happens a lot
1: right so so jewel they all talk to her right and they all it was kind of like she was just another person on the thing on the show and um but she had a disability right Mm -hmm. and so it was from the kind of person as watching that i was uh emotionally into each person that was in the scene and she was an extra in this mm-hmm. one. And with this, this character, Nick, I was emotionally with Nick and everything that was going around. I mean, I, I, I can't explain the best way to explain saying. it. it yeah. is that, I that see. I was, I was in his head in the scenes. And I, I don't know if that was directing or writing or acting or all of it put together, but for, for those scenes that he was often in, you know, I knew he was deaf. I could tell it right off the the bat. That's what they, they they express it. Let you know that. And he's even when he's walking to that bar and he bumps a guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, and that happens quickly. And I'm, and I'm just like, and the actor acts like he he doesn't even know what's going on. He's, he's not surprised or whatever. He lives in a world of silence where he doesn't know anything. And so when somebody walks up to him, he's just, he's not surprised because everyone probably walks up to him and starts talking. Right. Right. He's just like, there in this, in the space, like anyone who he just genuinely feel felt like somebody who was li- who lived their life, not hearing.
0: Yeah. And I think they signal that with the, with the sound production.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think. Cause he yeah. goes
0: into the bar and there's a lot of music. And then when the camera focuses on him, like from his perspective, the sound all drops out. Yeah. And so you're like,
1: that, okay, exactly. Exactly. If you don't right.
0: know, if you're not familiar with the story, uh, you get that. And that's what happens in the book, but I don't think you see it. I think you meet Nick later and he yeah. tells, maybe he tells somebody the story or he just remembers. He, I think you get him waking up and then he remembers. Yeah. The bar fight.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you're right. I think I'm glad that you explained that sound type thing. That that's, that's a big compliment to episode three that I have is that the things that they did all together, sound direction, lighting, uh, acting, all of it together, made me, put me into him, right? And mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe it was that, 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 that just those couple scenes of the sound cutting out makes all of a sudden, it makes me inhabit that character for a bit, right? right? And when someone starts immediately beating on you, beating you to death, and you can't hear because you can't, there's nothing on the, on the, the, the sound coming out of the TV, it's all of a sudden, what, what's happening here? Right, what's what's okay. happening, and then you go through and you have this empathy, and it was, a, it, of course, very powerful scene that that you have where he, you know, he washes or he brings water and helps the guy that ripped out his eye. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, and so I I really enjoyed that, and I, and I really enjoyed Nick's scenes. They're emotionally good. The other ones are are fine. I thought you know I've, I've liked them okay, just as well. Uh, they're just okay. Um, nothing bad about them. Uh, we get a little bit more scenes of the, the, the main guy with, he meets up with Harold and, um, the, the, other, the, uh, you know, Stu, called, you Stu, mean Stu, uh, James yeah. Marson. Yeah. yeah. He
0: meets, uh, he meets Greg Kinnear. He meets, uh, uh, Glenn yep. Yep. Bateman and, who's, and he great. meets Harold
1: and the, the girl
0: Harold. And, um, is that, do they, do they meet in episode three? yeah 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 Yeah, because he meets
1: them first and then he walks away because like Harold pushes him away and then he meets glenn right 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 Right. right there in that same episode yeah Uh, because he finds out that she's pregnant
0: then they jump back forward
2: to (sighs) boulder
1: so there there is still interaction with them and and they're good and they they have boulder with the five uh but you start i think there is more scenes in this one with um the, the future timeline or the current timeline I guess you say because mm-hmm. then you get the you get the whole bit about a, a guy appearing in camp from Las Vegas and then he gets possessed by uh the bad guy and dark man you know, yeah and yeah. and the threat and and all that happens um yeah so yeah there there's something that happened. this is as we've said every week and before it's a, it's a slow burn show that's supposed to be that way um this is just a long movie that we're only watching parts of so if we were actually watching a yeah, 2 a, hour movie we've watched tricky, 10 15 minutes it's
0: a tricky thing like you know i'm familiar with the story so as things mm-hmm. things are being revealed i remember details from the audiobook and um are piecing back together i think uh, my brother didn't care for the uh spiritual metaphor sort of not even metaphor but the spiritual like theme overall in the setting um which it's is understandable. De- it's it's definitely weird,
1: strong. It's supposed to be that way. Yeah.
0: It's a weird thing. I've not read any Stephen King that is that, uh, overt with its, uh, 100%, 100%. spirituality. 100%. Um,
1: I mean, it, th- this, this show is that. I mean, it's, it yeah, doesn't yeah, it's, hide the, it. In it's the any story. Way, right?
0: That's how the book is. So if the TV show didn't have that, it would be, it would be weird. It would be a poor adaptation.
1: Yeah. I, um, I agree. It's that's the kind of the cornerstone of this movie, and and I will say, watching it was younger, as I am with a lot of shows that are that are um, uh, very religious overtones. I'm 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 a, I'm a strong Christian. I've been open about that. I I, I have you know my faith is is good and a center part of me. So um, how media presents that is, is always very skeptical with stuff. Um, and the stand when I watch it the first time, I remember having the feeling of like, okay, this is good it i remember it handling like it being a center mm-hmm. part of it and a big part of it but it's not it never felt like it was preaching either way but it right. was a th- thing it's um, just sort
0: of borrowing these uh these ideas these archetypes um archetypes isn't the right word but you know what i mean
1: yeah 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 uh that that it, it it's it's so i felt good and so far i feel that same way too i think with this one it, it it's that same bit i don't know Um, if that will change who knows Um,
0: at some point i should probably go back and watch the miniseries uh, yeah 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 from the 90s so that i have a sense of i know you've watched it and our buddy fox said he watched it long ago um and just to see whether like which is the better adaptation because this seems fine so far like i've not Mm -hmm. seen any like story or or um like detail changes it's just telling the story in a different way jumping back and forth and yeah that doesn't bother me because i know or am being reminded of stuff that's happening um i and i can't i can't see that through the eyes of someone who hasn't read the book because i read the book
1: you read um, the book which yeah that's that's actually a, a big thing to say because that was your first and primary right experience with this and mine was the mini series um and and that could have a big difference between i mean the the books always have to have differences than than stuff i uh yeah i mean i remember again i remember the first one being good you know fine I, i this one seems to be going along the same path without any kind of real changes um so i expect it to be the same way good Right. And, and, and we'll see, we have I remember it's been a long time, but I remember somebody called the Trash Can man being very important and he's not been revealed yet. It wasn't just important. Right. He was like a big highlight to the show. Um, so, uh, he, he, if he's a highlight to the show and he's not been introduced yet. So that could mean that the, if it's following the same trajectory, we still got some good highlights to come depending on who the, the actor and how they do, do that kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Um. So yeah, uh h- hard to talk too much about this one not because of spoilers or anything but because yeah, again, putting things in perspective, if we're watching a 2-hour movie, we've only watched 20 minutes into it.
2: <laughs> right, Right.
1: And it's all just kind of set up in preamble or or backstory or you know, all of the extra stuff so far. Um. And it it's good, but I, I did enjoy it. It's a more positive uptick for uh episode 3 than 2, but again, that's just Degrees of of that, all right. Yeah. uh yeah. So, I mean, you liked it so far, right? You, you've been,
2: yeah.
0: It's yeah. it's fine. I don't know, I don't know yet that I would recommend it to somebody not familiar with the source. Um. So we'll see.
1: I I would agree. Um, I I would I want this is this definitely feels one of those shows that I would tell my friends after it's over. You should watch this, or you or don't bother watching this. Right. Mm. I I don't know if I would. I, we still don't want to um, talk to it with our friends like, hey, we should all get together and watch this every week. It's, that's not one of those, right? It's not It's not a uh, Lord of the Rings or not Lord of the Rings, uh, um, the other fantasy epic uh, with dragons, Mother of Dragons.
0: Uh, Game of Thrones.
1: Game of Thrones. It's not like Game of Thrones or Mando where we, we excitedly want to talk to it. Immediately we talked to it with our friends every week. Right,
0: right. Right. We're just in a holiday lull where we haven't seen much of anything else and- so sure, sure. Talk about it every week.
1: All right. So, uh, mo- moving uh, offward off uh, onto that one, uh, we I watched a show this week on Netflix that I've kind of been long been wanting to watch. Uh, a, a movie, nice show. Uh, my friend Bill had has talked it up a, a while ago. I guess a year or two ago at least. Uh, it's mm. called Chef. Uh, starring John Favreau, written by John Favreau and produced by John Favreau. For those <laughs> aren't familiar with that name, that is Happy from Iron Man, if that helps any. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, also, you know,
0: everything Mando. The Mandalorian, yeah. Yeah. Writer and.
1: Definitely big name guy who does big, great director. stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, got, I got to say, uh, my opinion is that I bet you I would have absolutely hated and detested and, and appalled at younger. To twenty, mid to twenty to thirty year old, uh, John Favreau, but now middle aged John Favreau, he seems like a super cool guy that I kind of want to hang out with all the time. All right. um, I mean, because I see him now so much in behind the scenes stuff. There's so many things with behind the scene things with him in it, um, with, with the Marvel Universe or with like Chef, and he's done a series and now with The Mandalorian behind the stuff scenes. I see him talk off camera as not an actor, as a creative now that I. I like that personality. But I also saw that when he was younger and he was a terrible person. Uh, anyway, hmm. I saw it Chef. Um, it's a story or a movie about... Completely fictional movie about a guy who is a chef and mm-hmm. gets in a Twitter war with a... He's in LA, gets in a Twitter war with a uh, n- very famous uh, LA critic. Food. Uh, and Food yep. critic. And it's a big war. And he is also... A, Recently divorced from his wife, um, but co-parenting, co-parenting fairly well-ish um, and trying to get some kind of connection with his son. Uh, and then he gets bad things happen. He kind of it blows up in his face, this Twitter war, Twitter war, and he decides to open up a food truck. And he uh, formulates this bond with his son over the course of the, sh- the movie. His son he, he happens to be about nine or ten years old. Um,
0: yeah, I think like they yeah. buy the truck in Miami and drive it back to L.A.
1: Drive Is it back to how... L.A. They, they fix yeah. it up and build it all up in in Miami mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then start selling back through, within a matter of a month or two, maybe a couple of weeks, you know, through across the U.S. Uh, to, but it's really about him rebuilding his life. Right. Af- right. After after he, he kind of went too far and, and lost his way in in cooking and then kind of finds his way back in cooking. And then at the same time, finds his his life again personal life as well right uh, it stars all of the p all of his uh uh the john favreau crew of iron man it's got uh um black widow and tony stark in oh it.
0: yeah i forget i forget that scarlett johansson and robert Downey jr put i yep. mean uh rdj is playing a really small character but he um, is yeah, over the and top, his, yeah. his wife is um Sophia uh, Vergara Sophia Vergara who's on Hit Modern Verguerra. Family wh- more yeah. well known for Modern Family uh John Leguizamo is John his, Leguizamo
1: fantastic right
0: is his friend uh from yeah. <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers movie uh, also <laughs> uh, a movie called The Past that's what I know him from
1: yeah 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 he he uh is it's got a, a whole bunch of great people and they all are fantastic in it i mean they they really are uh they almost don't fit the roles because like Yeah. Scarlett Johansson is just a waitress. Like it's, that's hard to just, you know, put together. Right. I I think she's a
0: hostess. We're going to get mail if you say,
1: right. Sorry. The hostess, uh, she, you also have, um, uh, the fact that, uh, a, a set um, uh, John Favreau is clearly hooking up with, uh, Scarlett Johansson and Sophia Varga. I mean, you can you can strike gold once, but I mean, right? I mean, and, and then he's he's not with okay, either okay, of them. I mean, right? all right. Sofia
0: Vergara is his <laughs> ex-wife, and the the, the uh, Scarlett Johansson character thing is not. I don't think is overtly. Um, uh, the sexual it's like a chef hostess no they respect. have very
1: scenes where they're like very close like it's it's shot and where they're like faces are a couple of inches and they almost kiss and like two or three times and then she's okay, sitting in yeah, his room I, and he's cooking for essentially it's very it's it's very much like john favreau wrote this and and definitely always wanted to like have love scenes with those two women so he wrote this in sure, right? like sure. which which fine i'm i'm not opposed to that right but at those moments i'm like Okay, you go, John. You know you 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 got it. You got enough political capital saved up to do this. It's, you're cool. Um, and I mean but that. That know, being it, said, that was not a major
0: aside. Part. Aside from being somewhat overweight, like John Favreau is not a bad looking guy.
1: No, he's right? fine. He's fine, but he's no Brad Pitt, right? He's not like sure sure guys who would get those guys. Anyway, uh, it's that's not that's uh, not a major part of the show. It's it's uh, not the guy on Modern Family. <laughs> true right. it's not uh, ed 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 where whatever's helms not
0: not at that's ed, uh um yeah ed shoot what's his name
1: anyway you know who i yeah. mean guy from yeah. married with children where married with children the right. same thing for, for sure uh but no it uh say that all aside, i actually really liked it you've seen this right i guess i should have asked right you've yeah. seen this yeah yeah uh, um i enjoyed it and it's, i think it's the the writing directing and acting all together the, what made there's, it unique. there's not a
0: there's not a lot to this story. Like the yeah. scope of it is is fairly personal and small. And yeah. it's, um, I think part of what makes it is this genuine, um, respect and affection for cooking. So I came yeah. to this movie yeah. through the sort of not really spinoff, but the show that yeah. is yeah. I think also on Netflix. Yeah. Um, with John Fabro, the series. Yeah. Yeah, it's called The Chef Show, or maybe just Chef Show. Yeah. Um, which connected me to other things. Uh, Andrew Ray, who's uh, people know as as Babish, binging with Babish on YouTube.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he was on an episode, and uh, Bill Burr, who's the the guy in Mandalorian, um, the other bad guy. Uh, he he was in an episode. Um, uh, t- I think Sam Raimi was on an episode of that show. Yeah. Um, just he gets different I mean, people in. He...
1: The the big Marvel people are on. In the, yeah, on there's the a show, there's yeah. a big Marvel people episode. Kevin um, Feige, the the Russo brothers, yeah, RDJ, and and Spider-Man. that
0: show that show is not fiction. It's a cooking show, but mm-hmm. it's a cooking show with like that's it's just real. So it's him and the actual chef, whose name I don't remember, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, who helped him make the movie. Right. Um, he worked with this guy to learn actual techniques and actual cooking, um, skills and, and routines and things so that when you see John Favreau's character in the movie chef cooking, he's actually doing things, he's actually chopping the vegetable, you know, they said, what are all the things when you see people cook in movies that bug you that don't they're like, Oh, well they do this and they don't do this. And so he went through all of this this like method acting work to make exactly. all of that cooking look real because a lot of the time it is
1: yes i I think that what you just described is the reason that draws me back to the original statement I had said about liking John Favreau um, in the last couple of years. I have had these you know understandings of the the, the things he's done with his work um and the chef's a perfect example where you know, he's not a chef. Uh, he admits himself. He went into this, to this job, uh, with this story and this idea whatever the inspiration was for him to do this, but he Mm -hmm. went into it with a genuine idea and respect for the material that he was doing it. Right. Right. And, and he, he genuinely genuine is the, is the best word I can say is, is, you know, you give everything that you want to the right way. It should be done in an authentic way. And he, he hasn't done that. He did that so perfectly in chef, but he's also done that with his Marvel properties. He's also done mm-hmm. that with elf when he watched elf and you, and you see those behind the scene things when you see like how, how it was a movies that made us who we are or something like that. And you see the elf, everyone mm-hmm. describes John Favreau as like coming on the thing and his whole experience, their whole experience with him. The whole thing is that like, he wants to come in. He has feelings about rank and bass, and he just wants it to be genuine and authentic and real in a way that, that people love and understand. And he wants to, in that process, taking on this project, to be a part of it. He wants to re- be real and understand and wants to learn and grow. Um, and when he, you talk to him about Iron Man, like he kind of likes comic books. But when he takes on a job, he wants to really understand the people that love comic books. And what comic book people do. And then he gets to that. And with the Mandalorian, the exact same thing. He kind of likes Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But if he's taking yeah. on Star Wars, he wants to be someone who loves it or wants to understand at least the people that love it and why they love it and what they love about it and become yeah. that. And yeah. and he, and chef. the chef was a perfect example of it. And you watch it, you know, every, I don't know, 10 minutes, they're making a dish. Mm-hmm. Well shot, you know, well put to the story, mm-hmm. totally makes sense. And it's fantastic, and it's him doing it, and you know, it's it makes you want to eat every bit of food he he makes, <laughs> right? It t- it truly does. Yeah, um, yeah, Do so you often. The show is have so awesome.
0: Have you seen any of the show? I mean, watched
1: I, I watched one episode by itself, Rich yeah. one, and then I watched the the Avengers episode one, um, mm-hmm. which again is phenomenal. It just makes me want to watch the rest of the series because it's so yeah. good. And again, he's in that series. He's very. Uh, he feels very humble. This dude is one of Hollywood's bigs right now, and he's going around yeah. with this guy who is not a Hollywood big, but he, like, defers to the chef all the yeah, time. Yeah, because, like his, because his,
0: his co-host is the chef. Like, in in a different context, maybe he's a big deal, a big director, producer, actor, but in a kitchen, he's, you know, the... the a guest. He's the Padawan, right? Or
1: Padawan, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. And, and he, and he genuinely, again, genuinely acts that way. You know, he, he, he loves this little like food that someone's feeding him when they're in Texas and they're putting this little amazing lobster thing together. And he takes a bite of it and he, he jumps right in there to try to cut or make butter the bread and stuff. When he's doing it, he looks over to his, his Jedi master and like, am I doing this right, chef? Is there a better way I should do this? I'm, I learned and now you, you taught me how to do this, chef. And it's like, this is a Hollywood, current Hollywood great looking at a guy across the way and then looking at the guy that who owns the kitchen and doing the same thing, right? Giving them respect and their space that they had, they they deserve. And that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I think that's really cool. Uh, so I, yeah, that brings that back with the respect for Favreau. So the show was, the show was a lot of that. It was a good story. Like you said, not a whole lot to it, but heartfelt. I thought lot of the actors felt very heartfelt in it. Um, do you have the same thing I do every time you see Robert Downey Jr in anything now you just feel like it's a cameo appearance
0: of Tony Stark? Sometimes did I we watch did. did we watch the movie that he did like one of the last movies he did before he went through rehab and stuff? Man, we, we didn't see Doolittle. are we talking about? No, that that's Oh, I know, I, mean, no, like, I know what you're talking about. No, I know what you're talking about. Uh, kiss kiss bang bang or something.
1: No, I I know which one it was because we did talk about him for a bit and I did look that up. But no, I did not see it where he was like high the entire acting <sighs> I performances mean, and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: No, uh, I oh I know what it is. I watched the uh the David Letterman interview with him mm. where they, where they talked and showed stuff. That's what it was. Um, so I didn't see it, but I, he they discussed it, which is pretty good because I watched the David Letterman. Interview. It still felt like you know the David Letterman interview featuring um. A cameo by Tony Stark. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's it's just so weird. I, I don't know if I don't know if um the line has burned so much for him that they're the kind of the same character or that's right. just his I mean, acting he, way or,
0: he did that character for a long time, so it sort of makes sense that he's a little bit uh you know like that has become part of him. Yeah. Or vice versa.
1: And and he, he has this like y- you know, he he likes it. He it's the, every bit of attention he could always want in his whole life. Mm. And the, and the, the celebrity, not just Hollywood celebrity, but like mythic literal superhero, mm. you know, celebrity, celebrity type thing that, um, I'm sure he feels that he doesn't want to make that feel bad or, or lose that because he lost it at one point. He went sure. to jail. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, so I I, I, would, I would assume every time I see him in interviews that he's always very much like this. I want to – I just want to maintain what I've been given this chance for and sure, sure. don't want to screw that up type thing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Which, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, The Chef, I liked I enjoyed well, it a lot. And if you didn't watch it, you should
0: watch uh, it. Speaking of uh, Padawan, I wanted to say Kai, which is the Japanese word for junior. Um, <laughs> sort of. Doesn't translate directly. But anyway, mm-hmm. I watched uh, – I watched that Clone Wars movie. Oh, uh, did you? Well, okay, well, all right. So of, you started
1: the thing. Yes, okay.
0: We we weren't speaking of Dave Filoni, but when you were talking about John Fabry mm-hmm. creating Mandalorian, yeah. I thought of uh Filoni.
1: Very early of the Star Wars re world yeah. restart. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: so this is between episodes 2 and 3, as I understand it.
2: Yeah, yeah, Um yeah.
1: the
0: the clone troopers, not stormtroopers, but clone troopers are established. Already. doing their thing yeah um and how long was
1: it was it a full length movie it, it was a full
0: like two hours i didn't watch it all was once, it okay so
1: it was it probably a different one than i thought it was then okay yeah
0: it's uh it's on disney plus um i'll have to watch the thing
1: yeah something well whatever um was it was it made a really long time ago like before the series
0: i think it was made before the series i actually have no idea okay. Okay, but sure. the the article that I found that said which episodes to watch uh recommended mm-hmm. starting with the movie okay just so you get some establishment of, yeah. of the stuff and I thought it was fine uh my yeah. My expectations for it were very low uh, yeah. when i when I looked it up, on like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever both of its numbers yeah. are like in the thirties
2: yeah sure um,
0: and I guess people at first didn't like Ahsoka, which I can sort mm-hmm. of see. She's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. Uh, brash, very like,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, trying like, to make herself in the cinematic history.
0: Yeah, just mm-hmm. not like like no respect for anything. She's calling yep. everybody by nicknames, and I can see all that stuff being annoying. Uh, yep. It didn't really bother me because I don't like young Anakin, or <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Or really young uh obi-wan, Obi-Wan either yeah so yep. her being
1: disrespectful to them didn't bother me makes <laughs> um, sense no makes sense yeah um no i i i, I agree with you i mean, early early that was the same way it's
0: uh, i i don't love the reverse lightsaber grip that's a super nitpicky thing and i know that <laughs> it's, it's part of her like brand and eventually yep, she sure do, thing. you know in in Well, this is a spoiler, but you see her later. She's dual wielding. So, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and she does
1: hold it behind reverse that way in in
0: both cases. And I'm like, that's weird. It's like it feels to me like when people uh, hold a hold a pistol in a gangster like they're holding. I'm doing it. Yeah, they're holding it wrong. They're holding it sideways. Uh, Yeah. They joke about that in one of those Steve Corral movies. But
1: (laughs) oddly, they're. I have found later that 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 is there is a style that holds the savers like that. And when they do the stunt fighting stuff, they 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 have her do like in the spoiler part of this new appearance of her in, in media. Uh, they they called on that. The stunt people called back on how that style was, which I didn't know it was. I thought like it was like you said, the gangster kind of type thing, just being cool. Um, yeah, but I guess there I, is an actual You you had you had
0: posted some gifts of her later in the series yeah. and things and I was like, why does she hold... okay, she's dual wielding already. That's kind of I'm you know, I have a weird relationship with Star Wars. I've mm-hmm. I've recently been been mulling over this idea because people talk about how great Darth Maul was. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Darth Maul was better than uh, Force Awakens era Kylo Ren but I think he doesn't hold a candle to Darth Vader and of course I, he I was wonder just, he was just the
1: best of anything of the prequels
0: I think that's it it's like the only thing that was cool in yeah. in the Phantom Menace and that's I wonder I wonder how much of people saying he was a great villain a great bad guy is just the lightsaber I'm like sure yeah, sure you know up he's, to that he's point, barely in it we had never seen anything other than a standard two-hand great sword style yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. Um, and so well, he also has got like this... yellow
1: eyes and spikes, right? Like that's and and, and, the and, and wears spike, black. Like,
0: like he looks cool, but I, like yeah, I don't know. You know, he has like two lines in the whole movie. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah, he's he's not. Uh, he, he was the, like, he
1: was just cool because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just that that visual um, uh, sort of.
1: So I, I will it. say that, like they completely expand upon him in the Clone Wars series stuff and Rebels. That's that's and, my
0: understanding as well yeah. because he is revealed in the end of one of the new movies.
1: Oh, is he? Yeah, he he is. Yeah, oh, right, so right, well. yeah, 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 right. He he, uh, which is cool. I will say this. I don't know. how, I mean, I know fans fans like him in this this new iteration, but he is he is nothing like you would think of him in the Phantom Menace. Like. It, it, like the voice actor that plays him is I think an English guy and he, ha- mm. and he's, he's drawn skinnier. So he has this, like he's sinister in a sinister diplomatic ish type way. Like okay. a, uh, uh, more like bad, evil worm in your ear type type thing. You know, seditious is the word for him mm. instead of, you know, he feels in Phantom Minutes brutal, like the right. enforcer. He does not feel enforcer, in the rest of the series, he has like an enforcer brother. But um, so, anyway, when he's introduced in this series, it, it was it, for me, it was a stark, like, oh, wait, this is not the same Darth Maul. It was hard for me. I kept thinking, waiting for the shoe to fall, like, oh, this isn't the Darth Maul you know, it's a different one. It is. And he has a big storyline later on with it's the same the guy who's just
0: changed the same way that Anakin becomes Vader.
1: Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, I will say this, and I was going to talk to Fox about this, is that um, it's kind of good that you're watching this because he may have he has a lot of tie-ins with the um, oh, uh, the Mandalorian storyline and the Black Saber. He, he, sure, he, right, yeah. The Dark he Saber. does, he, he definitely does. Um, and I don't know if that will come back because we did see him at the end of that movie that shall not be named. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so it kind of hinted of like, hey, it's a possibility that he could come back in the cinematic world. Um, who knows if Mando decides to use that asset at some point because it is tied right. together right um so anyway that's cool I, i'm actually going to have to back and watch that thing think it's not the yeah, same movie that I, I thought it was
0: i thought the movie was fine it's a goofy story yeah. uh, just to is, int- yeah. mostly to introduce her character and maybe yeah. the troopers who are addressed by name but you don't know who they are so or yeah the cadets maybe they are at that point do, I do,
1: it, do they say names like cody and rex yes yes okay the,
0: you Anakin know, Anakin is always talking to them, and yeah, uh, I think in later they're on a series, mission to to save the the little baby uh Fett. Uh, yeah, Hut.
1: Uh, I I think son, I think as as the episodes go on, and, they they learn and they start like have them wear different colors and put markings on their helmets. So yeah, like, oh, there was Cody's there was the some one of wearing that, blue it, with the. But in the, in
0: the movie, I'm like, okay, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and when people talk about the clone wars, because it is, it does have a lot to do with the the troopers. Um, they, it's real important for them that you understand Rex and Cody and whoever nine and Niner. uh, to me, they're okay. Mm -hmm. They're all, they're, they're just, I mean, they, they're just okay. I, I, I enjoy the, the Ahsoka parts and the, uh, ventress parts and some of the so much other things in that so oh yeah i, I Ven- actually ventress is introduced in and oh a is Ventress introduced i love Ventress. i think she's a so lot
0: cool. of the names um Asage the, it's ventress. like it, it, uh extended universe or whatever uh mm-hmm. you, they call this um i recognize from video games right mobile oh, games and whatever yeah. you know they want all these characters so they're like
1: yeah know, uh oh, I, I gotta watch this now I, i'm gonna watch this this week yeah because it's got a, it's got Ventress in it. Then it's not just clone-centric. It's got, you know, the Jedi people in it. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I have to a, watch that. A
0: little bit. And uh, and um, Mace Windu and Yoda. And,
1: yeah. I, um, it still has, I'm assuming, because it always did, it has that weird stilty animation that bugs Oh, yeah. I,
0: I knew <laughs> that's another thing. Like, I went into it going, okay, this animation's going to be goofy and weird. Yeah. And it actually seemed fine it was like cg with really um really like de- rough and detailed textures like texture yeah. images if you i mean i know you know yeah. 3d modeling stuff but like yeah. low polygon count but really nice textures on
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, and and then and then they also didn't feel like they mo-capped anything almost right they just let the Animators guesstimate how they run.
0: Yeah, the lightsaber uh-huh. fights are very jerky. It's like very jerky, a, almost in a in a low frame rate kind of yeah. thing, which you know yeah. was fine.
1: It's 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 very. I was d- I was not expecting
0: me. much from it, so uh, yeah, that's 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 helpful. That's me. helpful.
1: Well, I, I need I need to I need to follow along with this with you, and I need to start with that thing like soon, like the next couple of days, because I. Um, that's good. I, I know that there's several, as we've said before in the past, I, you know, I did not, I've not watched every episode of the entire series and I'm sure there are many good ones that I've missed. Uh, mm. I know that there's several here and there in that series that I thought were fantastic. Um, and uh, it, I, it doesn't hurt to see those again, but I bet you there's a bunch that I missed that were also just as good. You know, mm. if it's written by Filoni, so that that'll be worth watching. And I mean, Asaj- I just remember Assage Ventures interest being so cool. Yeah. Um, and she's like she, no spoiler there's a super cool thing that happens with her between a season change mm. and i'm like wow this 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 series is not scared to just take a left turn at any time which yeah. is cool
0: i mean yeah. that's the that's the thing you can do when you uh, bring in new characters you can do whatever you want with them
1: yeah and i think that's what feloni did right like he, he sure you have Anakin and Obi Wan, and those are basically your base stuff. But as the series goes on, those are just like the 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 foundations of the show. And now you're actually interested in the trees and the the shrubbery and the hmm. you know, right. the actual cool stuff. Yeah, cool. Hey, speaking of that, can I ask you a question. Where since we're just a little bit of Star Wars stuff, they were I read articles with that uh, uh, Disney is um, considering. Um, and talk it, seriously talking about putting Mandalorian characters, uh, from the Mandalorian in their galaxy's edge park. Okay. I mean, clearly it's because Mandalorian is so popular.
2: Sure. Right. Of course.
1: And you know, they own the property. They want to take advantage of that. It's a business, right? Um, when you come to a star Wars thing, a generation of people right now, Mandalorian is their thing. Um, yep. And there is a generation when this was built that, you know, the episode seven, eight, nine, that's their thing. But as that's done now, the next thing is the Mandalorian world. So when people go to uh, Star Wars world, which is called Galaxy's Edge there, um, they have it's really involved a lot of Ray actors walking around and being Ray and being uh, Finn. And it's all a lot of that. Um, so sure. Disney is... Working is considering doing involving in, in integrating the world of Mandalorian into it, like maybe putting Grief Cargo in it or, um, uh, the Marshall Lady, you know, have her have an office there and her be in there, uh, an actress playing her, right? I don't know how, and, and there's a little bit not crazy controversy, a little bit of like ho humming or uh, from people about it because. You know, the Mandalor- mixing Mandalorian and future world 789 world may feel weird because they feel like they're two different kind of story worlds. How do you feel about that? Like, 789, the Ray stories, mm-hmm. and the Mandalorian do feel like two different kind of Star Wars-ish, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the finale of season two does connect the worlds together in a way yeah. that... You know, satisfied a lot of fans. It was mm-hmm. not disappointing for me. I just was excited about new different things, mm-hmm. which I think we're still going to get now. So I'm still not disappointed. Um, well, that, I that, think that, the, that
1: carries on with that right there. Like, what, what yeah, if you it's, go to a, it's a Luke Skywalker theme park? You want a Luke Skywalker theme park, right? Right. Not I a think, mixed with prequels.
0: Yeah. I think having it. You know, having it connect, having the show connect into the main story helps that. I think, you know, this is just my sort of gut reaction on here, but I think uh, Mandalorian has, has reached more mass appeal and viewership than any other non-movie Star Wars, like any of the, the cartoons. Only- the- oh right? yeah, yeah, sure. Besides cartoons, yeah. um, Or, or books or any of that stuff. So I think. Sure. I would, I would agree with that it's earned consideration. I mean, you know, last year people were talking about baby Yoda, you know, the same way that people were talking about stranger things, like
2: maybe even more so, like it was
0: just, it just exploded in pop culture scene. So, you know, and it's Disney, it would be kind of crazy for them not to, you know, have a shop just selling a bunch of baby Yoda crap.
1: And, And if it's, if it's Disney, you know, they have to think about things like, Okay, we, we we want to put more rides in here. We want to okay. We've got a good sampling, and now it's, as they do, they're like they put a good world out, and now they their future is to plan out. We're gonna have a new ride experience in. We're gonna put a new thing, and you know it's kind of a, the long term plans. And their part of the thing is that they consider making a a ride based around the Mandalorian stuff. So you would go there and be able to fly in the Razor Crest type stuff, right? Um and, and going on an adventure with, with uh 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 Grogu. You know, he he would make a little scamper across the screen while you're playing it, or maybe he would be in the ship with you, right? Um right. which sounds exciting if you're a fan of the Mandalorian, right? It it, yeah. it would it would probably sell tickets to go to Galaxy's Edge so that you could go ride with Grogu and the Mandalorian, you know, Den For sure. Um, and see all the cool stuff there. That would be cool. But it's not the theme of what they've got going right now. I it, Do you think it's okay for them to go ahead and just like, you know what, this is star Wars stick. With I mean, I home.
0: haven't, I haven't seen any of the stuff you're talking about in person. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, I assume it all works together. I, I don't, I mean, the, the weird part about it is I don't begrudge it, like, them moving forward with stuff and already starting yeah. to put a little distance between themselves in the new trilogy. <laughs> well uh, uh that for the mess that uh, that, that was
1: that well the ridiculous. the uh the, the I, mean, I, I mean there's the nerdy part that they were like 30 years apart from each other but oh i see know. what you're saying but they yeah, i mean they, besides that besides yeah that, right yeah. Yeah.
0: I, yeah i i, get, I, I guess I that, that. that would be I the had, idea of i had the weird uh, that weird sort of feeling watching um uh watching that clone wars movie and you know ahsoka is just like a little kid because i'm like you know and yeah condition now from all the tv shows and things that i've watched to go oh there's a male and female character together on the screen is there uh is this going to be a, a you know love story a romance thing, kind of, yeah. you know obviously and it's Anakin not right. has padme all this time and she's in that movie too um yeah. but you know to him she's just a kid and yeah. in you know when we see her later I don't know why we're duck- like we're talking about other things with Mandalorian. When she shows up in Mandalorian, um, it's Rosario Dawson, and she's, I think she's got to be at least in her early forties, at least, um, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, she would be slightly younger, or, I mean, from the map, if she was from, human, right? From, yeah. yeah, if she was human, or I mean, even just age, like same age, she would be about the same age as Vader. In, yeah. By the time Mandalorian comes around. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So she should be at least in her 40s. Right. Um, and, yeah, you know, and, however, and that works. However her right. race ages.
1: Right, but. and, and that, that works. You know, I guess from that standpoint, you could put a Grogu in Galaxy's Edge because, you know, that would be 30, 40 years from the future of the Mandalorian. And he still wouldn't be that much bigger. No, If he's right. a baby in 50 right. years, right? So... Um, you can still do that. And yeah, that that's the weird thing. I guess I guess the the, the thought of that was, you know, if if I watched um, Darth Vader, you know, walking down the street in a cool like, oh look, there's Darth Vader, and then right next to him is Darth Maul. You're like, wait,
0: I see, I see. I didn't right? realize. Yeah. So the the park that you're talking about is mostly new trilogy characters. It's all it's all new trilogy. I it take, see, it's, I it's,
1: see. it's it's like it's the 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 gist of the whole park is that you are in, you are in a city. In the Star Wars world, with Ray and of Finn, the and movies. there's a mission of the new okay. movies, and half, yeah, then in, walking would, around is and that's, is a, Kylo and that's
0: Ren. a very Disney thing, right? Like from the yeah. first park, I've only been to the first park in California. Yeah. Like you can't see Frontierland from Tomorrowland.
1: No, right? it's like, super. Intelligent, it's it's right?
0: set up that I mean, you can't see outside the park once you're inside. It's it, that's yeah. the whole. Thing Z, you go through
1: a cave immersive experience.
0: It, yeah. So I would imagine. That they either keep those somewhat separated or um you know f- phase the one into the other, I can't imagine there's enough Mandalorian material to make a whole park already, but you yeah. know maybe they have separate areas or start phasing through them or whatever
1: right it was just it was an interesting thought I thought on there I was like yeah that's it's weird and i can't I can't blame them for taking advantage wanting of wanting to you know, capitalize yeah of course capitalize on that thing it's yeah you know, it's it's what it is. Uh, OK, so running out, we got run out of time here. Something I was wanting to talk about because we both watched it and, um, this week was we don't we don't have our movie, The week Thing, but we had talked about watching Legend. Uh, it's a, a mm-hmm. movie that I watched from my childhood for a while. Uh, it came out in like an 83 ish, I think something, maybe 85 something like that uh, around that time. Uh, it was not Tom Cruise's first movies. It was like his fifth or something. It was after Risky Business. OK, um, so so he, he's young, but he's not like his, you know, very first ones. It's a fantasy movie. Um, back then there wasn't a whole lot of fantasy movies to pick from. And when they were, they were like Conan.
2: Yeah.
0: He is, right. he's right around 23 here, which is older than I would have guessed. Yeah.
1: He looks like 17 almost or 18 there. Um, yeah. So it, it was, it was early eighties. Um, I was eight years old, eight to, to 10 years old when this mm-hmm. came out. I didn't see, not see it in theater. I didn't see these kind of things. I, I did see it on VHS or whatever at the time, or maybe even HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of a few a handful of movies that introduced me into what I now would consider high fantasy. Yeah. Right? It, or it, this, like, Sometimes magical it's called sword and sorcery. World. Sword. Well, there was, there was, back in that time, you had sword and sorcery movies like Excalibur mm-hmm. and... Uh, dragon, dragon stuff, but they were still very, like, very adult. You would, you would regularly see. see like boobs. It's almost every fantasy oh, thing had to have like naked girls in chain bikinis. Okay, right? And this was not. This was what I still consider today to be a fantasy book for a eight to twelve year old, maybe even. You know, yeah. where You have kid fairies and, um. You Know little well, they're not called dwarves, they're of some sort, but they're like I don't cheery think they dwarves.
0: S- they say what they are, they're they're fae, yeah. There's like fairies, they're like they're fae, Kel- Celtic f- fae fairies, and also these sort of dwarves that are a little not quite Tolkien kind of Scandinavian dwarves, but a little smaller, closer to yeah. like, um, you know, garden gnome kind of dwarves, not quite that small, but um, right.
1: So, so that's the place that it had in in, in my yeah, and it's and it's PG, so there's stuff. so there's
0: none of that. It's PG, like, yeah. It's like middle schooler age, uh, kind of exactly, kind of exactly. There.
1: So, and so had you seen this? Before? No, like I, he leaves it leaves in entirety? i would never
0: seen this. You had this okay. on at a at an ICG con game right. weekend once, and so I saw it in the back, and I saw. Um, Mia Sara, who's uh-huh. uh, Sloane Peterson from Ferris mm-hmm. Bueller, is what mm-hmm. most people know her as. At least I do.
1: Right. Um, Very princessy damsel in distress here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this one was, I don't want to say a challenge, but yeah. I kept getting bored. Sure. Let's just say it that way. Uh, yeah. This is this is Ridley Scott. Um, yeah. We talked about his latest work, um, um, the raised, wolves. By wolves, raised by wolves. by wolves. Uh, TV show. This is probably, let's see, director. Just curious, how early this is in his career? Oh, his earliest directing credit is in '65. Oh, That's wow. That's wild. Oh yeah, this yeah. is several years after Alien. It's after Alien. It's after Blade oh, Runner. Here. Wow.
1: Wow okay
0: um which is interesting so he was established so, so he was fairly well established. this must have been his foray into not kids uh movie, but both fantasy and uh sl- i mean family friendly is not the right word, but um
1: well yeah which this- it's, it does sit it in a weird spot because you even though you say it maybe elementary or middle school, it's got like the scary parts that aren't like holding back from yeah it's the devil is flat out terrifying it's it's
0: as as scary if not maybe more in parts than willow which we watched last week oh
1: for sure i think for sure yeah
0: um the themes are very uh well i'll say judeo-christian maybe just straight christian is the word which is it was that was off-putting to me because I associate these sort of fantasy things, unless you're talking about the Merlin stuff, although Mm. sometimes that's that way. But uh, these fantasy genres are usually, they're usually, if not fully abstract, they're borrowing from, you know, in the case of Tolkien, you're borrowing from Celtic and Norse mythology. And then subsequent fantasy authors borrowed some of Tolkien's style and maybe mixed in, um, some Greek and Roman stuff or, you know, leaned a little more into the Celtic stuff.
1: Uh, re- real quick. I know we're a little, we're like five yeah, minutes into this. Do, do you, do you, wanna, do you want to, do you want to like just give a quick overall, cause it is not too complex overview of what this, the main story is real quick. So we, we talk about it where,
0: yeah. So, I mean, I could, I could tell you the whole thing that happened. So I'm gonna hit the bell right request. quick. Yeah. though there's
1: in, in uh, like two minutes because it's there, not it's not long yeah, it's, not a, it's not a complex so, story there's
0: so little story there's this princess yeah. and we don't know yeah. anything about her or her mm-hmm. king the king or or any of that but she's got this guy who's tom cruise and we don't really know anything about him either except he's a kind of peter pan kind of child of the forest kind yeah. of
2: guy
1: feels ranger kiddish and There
0: are unicorns and nobody sees unicorns in the prologue. We have the villain. We don't see talking to his lieutenants and Mm -hmm. he wants them to find and, and steal the horn off this unicorn so that he can rule, you know, he can take over Mm -hmm. because they're, they're the force of good, like restraining him magically. Right. Right. And so the princess and the guy see the unicorns. And then she goes up to touch one of them and it takes a long time and she sings to it and it gets close and she touches (laughs) it. And then um, the villain's lieutenants, the villain is basically Satan, Lord of Darkness. Uh, They tranquilize one of the unicorns and take its horn. And then the guy goes on a quest. He finds some little fairy guys. They've got to go. He has to find some armor And then he's going to get the horn back, I think, is his quest. Yeah, right. And meanwhile, the princess kind of wanders around and then in a scene transitions into who might be the bride of Satan kind of thing, which she sort of resists. And then, you know, he shows up and they fight and he does a thing to shine a bunch of sunlight on him because it's the whole thing is like dark versus light. And then the unicorn gets its horn back and he live happily ever after. They live happily ever after. It's very, I, I, I say bored Isn't the right word. I kept getting distracted. It just was not holding my attention. And I think that's because, I mean, you just heard me explain the plot. If you're still listening, and haven't seen this. Um, That's as much of the plot. The rest of this uh, hour and a half was just, just pure spectacle and just
1: pure spectacle. Correct. Correct.
0: Get it. It's 1985. Like you don't have a lot of special effects. So you've got this little fairy guy who's played by a kid, but has a kind of not quite adult voice is clearly not a kid, but like the character Mm -hmm. is not a kid. So like you get that the, um, this movie won or was nominated for one oscar and that was for makeup um, well
1: tim tim curry's tim curry and crazy
0: all the, the other like the little dwarf guys and like all of that the goblins was, yeah was the goblins. very very good all the sets yeah. even the exteriors where it's like supposed to be this enchanted glade like it all looks yeah. like you know the best enchanted glade you could make in 1985 i um, i
1: think that that's the that's the key words to say there is that like as someone remembers it and and, in my unlike Highlander where I think is solely lives in my nostalgic thing that this has some grounded in historical placing with this with nostalgia as well in that I I definitely remember being in love with fantasy at the time and not being able to and, and just kind of Lightly hearing the words D and D, and someone kind of <laughs> exposing you to it, and mm-hmm. it and D and D clearly had demons in it. Mm-hmm. That was a, sure. on a lot of the books and stuff like that. So that's where a lot of this gets crossed crossed over is that fantasy and demons do have a history of being together. The Balor in Lord of the Rings is a demon, right from the Nine Hells or something, right? It's uh, the, it's it's Balrog, the Balrog. Sorry, yeah. the, the Balrog. It's a Balor in D and D. Oh. Okay. Um, the the Balrog, he's from hell. So even Tolkien mixes demons and devils and, and angels being the wizards. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I did, I did not with, mean to imply that that doesn't happen. It's just done here in right. a more straightforward way than I've ever
1: seen it. Exactly, and and that's that's key. That's that's real key. That's what I'm trying to get at, sir. Because it had been done and kind of hinted at and people weren't sure. At this time, this was very much in the forefront of, you know, okay, now it's starting to become... I, I don't want to use the words mainstream, but more aware by the mainstream of what of fantasy stuff, mm. and they and don't know what it is. So when they make this movie in this early '80s, all you had was the Conan type stuff or the um, the Iliad, and the Odyssey, where that, that those shows were right, and they were mm-hmm. they were very uh, campy is the best words to say with them, or or they were you know for adults because they had lots of boobs in them and they like you know. Thrones yes, they were, they were Game not, was filmed and, and they were very over the top corny type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, so when you, when you, we saw this movie, it was a lot of the sets, like it was a lot of this time and exposition, all the things yeah. that you absolutely pegged there of like, Oh my gosh, this is what we can imagine. What some people who are playing D and D imagined a fantasy world would be, we never saw gorgeous unicorns. Like that, because even today they look; those unicorns look legit, right? Yeah, I um, mean,
0: they're horses with horns, and the ho- horses the horns with horns look real.
1: But but go back and look at like some of the movies before then with unicorns, and they look like they were like toilet paper rolls glued onto <laughs> any uh, and you can see the strings holding them on, sure, right? Sure. Uh, so so again, putting these in places um, as a an eight ten year old kid, uh, it is one of those things that like. This is what I've read books with, right? And I wa—I I read the fairy tales, and I could, I could see the glitter, like the, all the glitter, just tons right. of glitter so everywhere, right? Glitter. Spark, sparkly everywhere, and and then my memory is still what they had is the the forest with just tons of like floaty things in the air all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, and it really wasn't about yeah. the story or the people I, or the talks; it was just the sets I, and the. scenes. I wondered
0: about the pollen count in. <laughs> so much. Right. I don't have allergies, but I know a lot of people who do, and I'm like, yeah,
1: <laughs> so yeah. That this movie still stands in my mind as a good movie just because, just because of that feeling of, for one of the first times, being able to, you know, see a magical, fantastical fairy world—not not me, fairy, but like. You know, medieval. Yep. That's not yeah, like scary, so. barbaric of barbarians murdering people with swords sure, and sure. and stuff. Um, and then and having goblins and and princesses and uh, you know magical potions. It was it was so fantastical that that's all it needed to be almost. And it, and it did come around the time of, of Star Wars. So you have. Um, this imagination happening in, with space and sci-fi, then mm. now you finally get some kind of vision into fantasy. Yeah. Uh, as I've said in some of the other movies that we've watched, um, there's things that have done better, way better than that than legend nowadays, you know? Uh, so uh, if you're going to recommend the best fantasy movies to watch all day, there's, there's a lot better than, and but its place in history is still different because what had come before it, what comes after it? Sure. And there's some other shows that were in. I mean, hell, look at the D and D movies. Still didn't understand <laughs> high fantasy stuff. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's passable. It's lot lots of stuff, and I think it has a lot more um, if you're at the time and can appreciate that kind of a a moment uh, type sure. thing. But it's 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 not wasn't revolutionary, I'd say. but it was fairly believable. It's got some story about the the soundtracks and stuff like that. That's kind of interesting. Is that is it did it hey by the way since you got to watch this i like the soundtrack cuz i watched it a billion times right it's just in my head it's just it's mm-hmm. the only thing does it sound eight, 80s to you like did you feel 80s all about it some movies like the sound and music set it square in a time period
0: not not overtly i mean yeah. i think overall the theme i don't i don't think i could not be aware of the of the setting and the time. Like it's yeah. fantasy. There's no, it's not like uh Terminator where there's a lot of synth. I mean, there probably yeah. is a lot of synth, but like poppy synth. Um, yeah. That's,
1: that's what I was when I, I couldn't tell if there was a lot of poppy synth in there. So, you not. know,
0: the, the music sounds like, the music in an 80s movie but not like a John Hughes movie like a you know a movie of the era that has you know cinematic score it sounds like that and of course knowing you know seeing young Tom Cruise and I know I've only seen Sara and other 80s films um like all of that like plays together to to firmly set its its time in the 80s just like watching uh Willow
1: yeah, I, I I will say is final thoughts on this. Um, it's movies like this that that set me on a path to be like the things I like today. It's you know how you're so impressionable at a certain age. Yeah, and and you have and Mia Sara in this movie uh, is isn't the things that we all want of of, of uh, a female person in a role now that we have to have full fledged story arcs for every janitor in the scene right um okay. this she's just what she is but i sure. remember her being this like beautiful damsel in distress mhm again this that seems to be a curse word these days uh but damsel in distress that the the guy wants to protect and make happy right and wants yeah. to do everything he can because he loves her Sure. Right. And, and do everything he can for. And that was so impressionable as me as a young person that I looked at the character of like the Mia Sara character and that actress and that whole thing as like, that's what I want to do. I I like that. I like being the hero, uh, to help uh, a woman. And I want to protect and, and, and be good to them and, you know, jump off of a cliff if they need me and give up my life to, to say, and that, that kind of fantasy over the top craziness, um, may not be able to happen today but as kids it was a an interesting path that it kind of you know i'm not saying that's the only thing that set me that way but you know it's it was heavily influenced on on that kind sure, of thing wanting sure. to be wanting to be the hero and yeah. be heroic cool all right well we ran over a little bit here today uh, we got some more things ne- next week we'll talk about discovery right star mm-hmm. trek discovery it's cool. going to be season finale yep that, that'll be a, a a big one for us sydney and i started reading the 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 D and D book Dragonlance chronicles again. So mm-hmm. uh, that I haven't read since high school. So we're, we'll be 10 to 15 chapters into it by next week. And, um, uh, I can at least give an idea of whether I think it's starting to hold up or not. Sure. Uh, and more of the stand, which I think maybe is on tonight or tomorrow.
0: Yeah. It's coming up. We're recording late in the week again. So. all right, Cool, man. All right, man. Our, we always run long when we don't have topics.
1: No, we Just get get into our normal like is, hangout guy time. Is it's what so, it is. So.
0: We get we get talking. Great. All right. Well, you've been listening to The Front Porch. It's episode one hundred and seventy six. Uh, thanks as always to mm. our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Okay. Gao. Uh, I played a game of Terra Mystica with the three uh, Geek Scholars cast, and I won. I finally won.
1: Oh, nice. We we played D anD D with two of the three of them last week too. I was,
0: I was ahead of I was ahead of Jill by one point. So,
1: oh, it's it, it, it's it's fun. We we ran. Um, with yeah, our, uh, our Jill G-N-D being a, a an awesome hammer monk and monk, just fox fox being a out old wizard was fun.
0: Dudes and and fox aggroing the whole the whole dungeon. That was good times. Yeah.
1: It was it was <laughs> it was great. Great.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, if you have comments, feedback, uh, suggestions for movies or shows that we should watch and discuss. You can reach out to us via email at frontporchpod at gmail.com or on our website, frontporchpodcast.com. There are contact forms you can use there. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on all places. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. the Front Porch.
1: Night, everybody. See you next
0: time.